Welcome to Getting to the Truth in His Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I am speaking with the founder of a healthy lifestyle brand and plant-based juice bar, Good Part & Co. As he takes a holistic uh, look at health and how it impacts our everyday lives, please welcome Quintel Harcum. Thank you, thank you. I feel like some claps should come behind that, as clean as that intro was. <laughs> I, 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 try to, I try to have like the clapping that happens. Man. So, I like to start off with, um, because I don't really go too, too in-depth in what my guests do and what their background is. Okay. I like to invite them to really give us those vital statistics. What's your background? How'd you get started? And really, what goes into what you do, your business, your brand, that whole situation? So, okay. So, Regalis, please. So, my background, I was born and raised in Baltimore, grew up in East Baltimore, uh, elementary, middle, high school. Graduated from City College. You too? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, 03. Yeah, we're official. I'm old. <laughs> oh, we were, in, we were in school at the same time. I graduated in 99, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 See? That's why it's working. Yeah, yeah, My man. Yeah. Nice. Um, nobility. <laughs> yeah. And then I went, went on to Lincoln University, HBCU. I got to say that because there's another, people think Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska oh, yeah. a lot of times. Um, no, I went to Lincoln, graduated from Lincoln with a degree in Bachelor's in Arts of Philosophy. Mm. Don't know. I know why I picked that major. It wasn't a great major to pick professionally because not a lot of jobs tied to philosophy. But from there, I went on to uh, just take like you know your first entry level position, just trying to get a job, get a salary. They tell you you go to job, you go to college and get a job. It doesn't always work out well. You just have different dreams of what you think is supposed to happen. But it was cool. My friends and I started a business doing parties and stuff together. Um, and that was from that was for like six years, from 04 to 2010, trying to we just filled the void for young professional people that didn't want to go to the young clubs yeah. but weren't 30 and over. So we needed we had a whole 10-year generation of people that needed a place to be. Yeah. And that's when I really got uh, into like what business, the hustle of business. Yeah. Right? We was we was. I'm sorry, the more professional side of business, because we was hustling heavy in like in college. So college kind of got me into it, and business was kind of doing well. The parties were doing well. That introduced me to graphic design, right? I was doing the flyers for the parties so we can like do it in-house and save money. Yeah. And then that parlayed itself into uh, graphic design for fashion. So I went and kind of got some training and certification at FIT, meeting people there. I started a clothing line and stuff like that. The clothing line went on for a few years. That was from like 2011 to 2016. I'm dating myself here, but that was cool. Uh, it started to fizzle. Well, it didn't really start to fizzle. I just closed it down because I wasn't able to uh, operate the business of it as well, right? Mm -hmm. You got if I'm doing everything on my own, I wasn't wouldn't be able to do everything well. Yeah. And I know that my skill set was in like design and concepts, not necessarily promotion and marketing, which you need to do because you got a business to run. Yeah. Closed it down. Kept the creative bug going. And try to and parlay all of that design stuff into like what started to become cool, which was like creative agencies, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Doing events, then like having art tied to it, music tied to it, fashion tied to it. People started to understand those things uh, from multifaceted people yeah. better, right? So I started doing that. 2016, 17, 18, started a brand called Here Comes the Good Part. But this time I was doing events without my friends that I started with back in 04 through, through 2010. And it was really cool. Like, I, I was hitting and missing on some concepts. We started an R&B party. That went over well. We did a brunch party um, in Mount Vernon. That went over well. Then we did, like, some other events that didn't do so well. Uh, but all along the lines, I was doing merchandise and design for the events, sorry, for the events. And, um, that was to display all the levels of creativity, right? We got the music and the events. Yeah. We got the look. We got the fashion. 
we got good taste. We trying to put it all together and like show Baltimore in a different light. It's funny because a lot of transplants like those events from Here Comes the Good Part because they were connected based on common interests over the internet. Yeah. They didn't like going where the natives in Baltimore went. And because I spent some time, enough time outside of Baltimore, I think I started to learn what was appealing to them. Yeah. Anyway, so we're doing the brunch parties and I realized like I can't really keep up with this whole nightlife scene even though the brunch parties was doing a day. It was taking too much of a toll um, just on my energy levels, not necessarily my body, but at that time I was already like five, six years in as plant-based, right? Vegetarian, vegan or whatever. Yeah. And also along those lines, as I'm trying to promote the clothing line, the, the merch and stuff like that, I'm getting hit up about recipes that I'm showing on Snapchat or, Snapchat or Instagram. Yeah. I'm getting more love for that. They're like, yo, I need some recipes. Man, what's it like? What you eat? Will you get protein? Stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, I got these new T-shirts. Trying, trying to one. <laughs> and they ain't really, they responding, but not as much as they talking to me about this health stuff. And, that, and that's going all the way back to the hustle. If people are asking about it, then there's a void to fill there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that might be a business opportunity. And I just put it on the back burner. But once the parties wasn't going the way I like, but here comes the good part, uh, I said, you know what, I'm going to open a juice bar. I just knew that that would be the move for me. Because yeah. uh, it's more, I'm doing this life, I'm living like this every day. I'm eating this food, I'm drinking these drinks. This is natural, so I might as well just make it a business. Yeah. And so I just started to think about how can I do that? How do I get in that business? I started researching a lot about the juice bar industry, smoothie industry, stuff like mm -hmm. that, right? Smoothie businesses, but it's really like a juice industry. Yeah. And then it becomes the health industry. So I'm figuring out where I fit in the game, what's going on in Baltimore on that front, what kind of businesses around, who is being served. Then, of course, you're going to think about your your most immediate demographic, right? Mm -hmm. The people that look like you. So I'm thinking about my friends because they're the ones asking me. So I'm seeing the things they're going through. they in their early to mid-30s and they got blood pressure issues and things like that. I'm like, we shouldn't, you shouldn't be at that point right now. So I was like, how can I help them get better with what I know? Because clearly they think I have some, some good input on that. And then, you know, I, just, I wrote a business plan, learned a lot about how to, how to break down business, how to get a return on investment, what's things going to cost, what's yeah. my expenses, branding, marketing. That's kind of something I learned from the whole nightlife business and, and doing design, yeah. messaging and marketing, making things look good, uh, who you're appealing to through design. But you still want to be able to be functional, which is like for me to help people improve their health. Mm -hmm. So I started making more clear and direct messaging around that. Also, here comes the good part doesn't look good on paper as a title or a name for a business. Yeah, it's yeah. too long and all that jazz. So <laughs> it just became good part and company because I knew I wanted to do more than just sell juice. I was always going to be designing T-shirts, doing graphic designs, doing designs for fashion and stuff like that. So I was like, I found a way to incorporate this. And at the time, like I said, the multifaceted people started to get more awareness. So people were more familiar with seeing brands do more than one thing well. Mm -hmm. And I went to Kith. Right, the yeah. store in New York by Ronnie Fike. And I mean, I've been follow following him before he had Kith. So I've been like uh, David Z and all that stuff. But anyway, he had Kith. Then Kith went from the small shop to a bigger shop to an even bigger shop. And then they had Kith treats. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if they can sell ice cream next to sneakers, yeah. I got to be able to sell t shirts next to juice. It can't be that far off. Yeah. And that's what really kept me thinking, like, okay, cool. And there's some other brands that I follow. Uh, Kitsune it's a Parisian brand they have stores in New York LA I think too but a lot overseas and they have a record label a cafe and um, a clothing line yeah. right so you see one brand do multiple things very very well mm -hmm. and I'm like they are proof of concept for what they do now I gotta prove it on my end and so that's how Good Part and Company came about 
right? All of those things added up to what Good Part and Company is now. Seems like you did one of these before. You've given me like all the answers. Interview's done. No, <laughs> no I don't mean, but you know, no, no, someone asked for the background, I, you know, I, I would like to start and be specific. So, you know, if you want to tell me or cut me off, man, just do no, something. no, no, you good, you good, you good. Um, so let, let, let's step back because there, there is a, there's a lot in there, and I think being having having that at least what I was hearing, right, where it's like you were trying these these different things like um, that had varying degrees of like success and like uh, sustainability, as it were. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like this reverse pivot. It's like, oh, I can do this. They're doing it. Why can't I do it? You know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to combine stuff that I already know. Right. And then juice is going to pull you in. Yeah, juice is the hook. And that this, well, not even even juice. It's, it's selling, at least from my standpoint, it's selling this this kind of lifestyle like, yo, want to be healthy you want to have this energy level here's some something that's natural like and even with what you're doing with social media right now like that's what pulled me i was like hold up i was like all right what's this about and then i started seeing i was like okay okay that's interesting oh okay and wanting to implement more of that in there that at least gives you cursory and in, in, um interest and then as you start seeing oh that shirt has done really well oh this is like coherent this is like all together this makes sense this was done thoughtfully because you run across people who have multiple things and it's like something's weaker than the other thing mm-hmm. you, you you think all of it's kind of like less good you think yes. all of it's kind of like it goes down or wrong it's like you're only as good as your your weakest part mm-hmm. or maybe you should drop that part but i see consistency in what you have Thank so you. much much respect on that thanks so in in, in going back for for those who uh, who may might need a spoon fed? Okay. What is what is the mission overall of what you're putting out there? Like, I get the health component, I get the quality component, but really, give them give them the rundown. What, what's that look like? So the the overall vision for Good Part and Company is to see our community improve its quality of life, but starting from the inside out, because mm. that's the part that I would know best, right? So it's a lot of different facets involved in how you take care of yourself, right? Personal health and well being. I know the diet side specifically plant-based diet Mm -hmm. so that's when I always look around when you travel you see how people live you go to different hoods you know it's pretty much same thing going on in the hood the mentality at least is the same the surroundings just look different but you kind of go through the same things but when you travel to other cities and you're not in the hood you see quality of life improve different little things some people got two full bathrooms, not one full bathroom and one half bathroom. And People only shop at corner stores versus going to a market versus you get out into the country and people grow their own food. Yeah. So you see the quality of life change. Those people that grow their own food tend to live slower, like slower pace. Yeah. Right. So I'm, now I really think about it. Then you see what people shop. You know, you can you got you in a different tax bracket. You can afford better markets. You can afford better food, better clothes, different cars and homes. Yeah. And I care about that for everybody. Everybody deserves to live a higher quality of life if they're willing to do the work for it. I can only aid them in doing the work health-wise. Yeah. I got, like, personal anecdotes I can give on other types of health, mm. but I can get factual and really guide somebody when it comes to what they eat. So the overall vision to see people improve their quality of life from the inside out, right? I really care about that. Yeah. But with that, you got to make it look cool for us. Yeah, yeah. For us, you got to make it look cool because— 
people just don't like it. They're very resistant to it. You can yeah. tell them all day about healthy things, and they'll question you to death, but they won't question McDonald's, you know? Not to come at McDonald's and, or, or people who like McDonald's. Oh, it's come just, at those clowns. Come you know, clowns. it's just what we deal with on this side of, you know, health. And it's not like we do everything perfect, but it shouldn't be so much resistance. So we got to make it appealing. That's part of Good Part's mission, right? Yeah. We got to make the healthy thing appealing without being boring. One thing I real I, I noticed coming into the health food industry is that it kind of needs a rebrand. It looks very generic, mm-hmm. right? Everybody even think if you're in the health, you look like a gym rat or a jock, yeah. or if you're plant based and vegan, you look like a hippie. Yeah. But now that information is spread across more people in different mediums, you got this bigger group of people in the middle who do everyday things and they're more health conscious. Yeah. So. I'm talking to those folks who are not on the extreme ends of what we think health looks like. So, yeah, I want to, you know, connect with them. Re- the rebranding part is important because um, especially like with, with our people, I, I remember I just got into this spot where I was coming out of this weird depression. Mm-hmm. So that's one component of health. Right. Yeah. And I just started just eating differently like being more mindful of what I was eating. I was one of those, I wouldn't eat enough in the course of a day. It's like, oh, I'm just going to skip two meals. I'm going to eat once a day. And mm-hmm. then that has its pitfalls to it. And then I just remember uh, one of my friends hadn't seen me in a while. He's like, you lost a lot of weight. You good, bro? And I was like, no, I'm good. He's like, you sure? And I was like, I am. And he's like, so how did you lose so much weight? Just, you know, as people would ask. Yeah. And I was dabbling in juicing. You know, I bought the, uh, what, what is that, the Breville joint or what have you. I bought yep. one of those. So I was juicing, doing that thing, and going to the farmer's market, really doing that and committing to that. And then people just disbelieving that that's what I was doing to lose weight. I wasn't going to the gym or anything. I was just like, I'm eating more vegetables and I'm not eating tasty cakes or what have you. And it's like, nah, bro, that's not what's happening. I was like, I assure you it is. It's like, but it's so expensive. That's all it takes. Like, it's not. It's not even that expensive. It's just the access to these things. And that gets to kind of, you're from the same part of town, East Baltimore, right? Mm -hmm. And there's different areas that somehow there's not a market there. And that goes into the the racial component or what have you. So being a person that looks like me and then Mm -hmm. you're doing something, you're putting out something that, for lack of a better term, looks cool. And then there's quality and science and trustworthiness behind it. I'll be inclined to buy from you because it's not that, oh, this looks hippie-ish or this looks inaccessible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I'm gonna, I'm going to start using that. So, Rob, don't be mad. I'm, I'm, I'm stealing that. <laughs> it's all good. Just, you know, I just, don't just want tag it to me. Look, <laughs> I don't want it to look inaccessible. People are already turned off by the price point because they just think healthy food costs more. And mm-hmm. in case, some cases it does, but overall it doesn't, mm-hmm. right? Because it makes you investing in yourself, not... It's, it's sustainable. You can regrow this. <laughs> yes. Yes. One, one apple seed can grow a whole apple tree. Right. So, there's that. But, yes, I, you don't want it to look... I don't want it to feel inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Just recently, somebody asked me, you know, your brand seems like a luxury brand. And I said, well, I appreciate that, but it's not a luxury brand because I don't need that extra barrier stopping people from getting into what we what we talking about over here. I want I care about everybody getting yeah. healthy. You know, it's a premium product, but it's not luxury. It's not just for certain people. I like my, my philosophy around it is, let's say, uh, a person that may be a consumer, let's say. I'm not necessarily a consumer, but I'm someone that's like in that middle group that I'm aware of you. You know, it's kind of one of those things. And there's always a degree of skepticism. My philosophy always is what, what's the quality about? What, what is their whole brand that they're putting out there? And like I said earlier, it's cohesive. It makes sense. And it's like, let me go there. I don't have any affiliations with let me get a bunch of meat. I don't necessarily need that. But right. also I'm not like plant based per se. And I think what you're doing, again, going back with the accessibility of it, is 
you can bring someone in because there's almost an elitism sometimes where people are like, oh, I'm plant-based, so I'm better than you. The, we call them vegan Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like, it's, you know, I've gone to, like I said, I did the juicing thing and I've gone to a few different places. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I don't, I don't, I, I ignore the price. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, this, this uh, cold press juice is $10. Cool. Give me another one. Like, what, what are we talking about here? Right. So I read back in college that um, you, you wanted to do something more creative than push papers. Um, so what was something else that kind of realized, that, that helped you realize, like, that this is, this ain't it? <laughs> this, this is not the move here. Um, I, I'm visual. I'm, I'm a very visual person, but not in the sense like I need to do art. Mm-hmm. I just need things to look good around me. So I found that I was always collecting a lot of pictures online, yeah. right? I got hella folders and hard drives with just like good pictures, tasteful pictures or whatever. Yeah. And that let me know like I'm artistically inclined to somebody. When I was young, my cousin and I used to draw a lot, right? I used to try to make up my own comic book. My problem was I didn't spend enough time doing it, so I would only be able to draw part of it really well and to proportion not other things. But that kind of was really brought me into it as far as post high school, right? The, the internet allowed me to see more and more pictures, more and more yeah. art being done. And I was like, I like this creative space, even though I'm probably more, um, what is it, left brain? Were you more logical? I'm probably more left brain. Yeah. But I can do both, you know, pretty well. Yeah. I don't know which one. I don't know where's the test. If you know of one, <laughs> show me the test so I can see which one I'm leaning towards. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was really pictures. Pictures, yeah. right? Pictures really brought me into it. I was like, yeah, I think I'd probably like to be doing something more creative. It's funny you mentioned the comic book thing. Same. Yeah, you same, try, same, try to make your same, own comic book. Same, same back in middle school. I did one. Um, one of my uh, teachers saw because I was like, I was one of those kids of, I could have been an A student if I just took my time. I was like a B plus because I'd rather just quickly do the test. I, I didn't read anything. I just have like one of those memories. And I was just like, let me sit here and draw this. I was selling like X-Men pictures and stuff like, yeah, I can draw you Wolverine for 50 cent. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing my own comic. And usually the teacher would come by and throw my stuff away. I was like, yo, you're not throwing this one away. Yeah. And she got it. And she was like, oh, this is beautiful. How did you do this by yourself? I was like, just cram it through your test. So she got it laminated. And then, boom, I thought I was going to be a comic book guy. Mm-hmm. And then it's, I went into the business world and didn't yeah, really work a, it's out. It's a lot of work. You got to really, really be committed. You know, you yeah. got to be... You got to be more creative than just being able to draw. Because when you're doing a, a character, you got to tell stories. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was trying, I was young, I was always conscious and aware of our blackness. So Brother Man was a comic book back in the day. It wasn't a great comic book, yeah. but it looked like us and it felt like us. Like black illustrators drew different from Marvel and DC and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So he looked like a brother. His nose was kind of wide. It felt yeah. real. The stories was a little kind of lame. It was very stereotypical for black mm-hmm. people but I loved the way it looked so I was like alright well I'm gonna just keep trying but I, I was not really that good but that put me in the lane of appreciating art I dig it so juicing's pretty healthy I noticed that more black folks are paying attention to like I said earlier you know I'm plant based it's like are you though because those potato chips and they aren't they don't they don't have the same connotation as being healthy you know yeah um and, and they're, they're adopting more of a plant-based diet. Is, is is that something, and I think you touched on it, but was that something that you really were considering from the, the onset? Or was it like, I want to share this with people and that this is something I'm doing and I know this works? Or when you're kind of branching out and maybe bringing in, let's say, new drinks. I saw this this really dope one that's like blue that really caught mm-hmm. my eye. Um, is that something that you're considering that more people are now like, like coming in and like, oh, I want to be plant based. I want to be more inclined to this. Everyone's like bringing in like sea moss and such. So, what do you have to say around that? Like, 
was it something that you wanted to move in on and you're like, this makes sense for people that it should make sense for being more healthy inclined? Or are you branching out and broadening what you're putting out there for people who are more health conscious? Um, it's both. When I first started studying what the juice industry was like and having the juice bar, uh, you re- you learn that it's on a trend, which is why my business plan got approved straight up. Yeah, they know that it's going to start making money. As long as it, if I do business well, mm-hmm. it's it's going to work. So um, not that I'm going to work, but this business yeah. works right. Health healthy food business works. Um, you know, you had like Panera early on, but now you got like Sweet Green. You got more options. People can be, you know, Chipotle broke the mold with how they serve their food. Mm-hmm. So now Sweet Green can do stuff like that. Um, Whole Foods has a salad bar and a hot food bar, and it's like it's more visible. So. The thing with food and health food specifically, people want to see it. That's where the, the um, what did you say? Um, that's where you get customers with, with you get conf, customers get confidence in you yeah. and your product. They trust you. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm trying to get to. They trust you because they can see it. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. Yes, I was already, I was years ahead of the trend. Yeah. I wasn't the first plant-based guy or vegan or whatever, but I was years ahead of the trend because... I was already living it, mm-hmm. right? But you may not know the business of it, so I started studying the business of it, and you could see the trend going upward. Mm-hmm. You know, the pandemic put everybody on notice of taking care of their health, so, you know, I guess the universe works in weird ways where it, it works in my favor that now more people are aware of it, but it's my job to make them customers. It's yeah. my job to make them believe that this is the right thing to do. They're not just hearing about it. they got to figure out if it really works for them. Yeah. So that's where the broadening to... The, the people because I got to convince them and show them that it actually works for them in multiple different ways. I got to make sure it, it tastes good. Mm-hmm. I got to, I, I may come from it on a technical point of view where um, I'm into all of the benefits, yeah. but people don't always want to hear about the benefits. They just want to know if it's good. Yeah. The people who are going through things do want to know about the benefits. And so I got to make sure it's hitting for those people first because I'm here to help them just improve their quality of life. So it, it's both. It's a component of crossover too, like where you you already know what the audience is like. It's, it's almost like hitting a demographic. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, this is for y'all. Now I need to get the ones that are on the fringes. It's like, oh well, this tastes really great. Really, you know, it's healthy as well. Yeah, I care about what it tastes like. Oh, that bottle looks dope. Oh, this it's nice in here too. Yeah, and having all of those different components. So like. For instance, in, in looking at this podcast for sake of argument, right? People may come like, oh, you're just talking with people. Okay, you can hear people's story, just, you know, helping someone tell their story for sake of argument. Oh, I want to learn about what entrepreneurs do. Maybe I can get some free gain. Mm-hmm. I want to learn about what an artist's process is, more free gain. Yep. So people are getting different things from it as with anything you're trying to sell someone on, whether it's content, whether it's business, whether it's brand, the whole thing. And I, th- I, think, that's, I think that's big. So... <laughs> yeah, I like this one. Um, just start laughing. I don't know what they every, every now and again, I, I just tri- I just trip myself up. So I already know this one. Um, so I don't even think I need to ask it now. Okay. I, I noticed that might need to know. Do the listeners need to know? Uh, well, I'll put it out there. What, what separates uh, Good Part and Co. from other juices? Oh well. Because I just want to gas you up right now. Because that's what this is. Yeah, that's I a mean, gas you up question. Yeah, you don't really. I don't have to answer that question. No, go ahead. Gas no, yourself up. I mean, what, what the people tell me is. Myself and the brand, like I'm the face of the brand. It was something I was, I won't say reluctant. It's just this is not a vanity thing. My name is not on Good Part and Company. It's mm-hmm. Good Part and Company. Yeah. It's it's a, a brand on its own. It's about health. You can go here and get some oh, health. I thought, was, I thought it was in, in, you know, you were in Quintel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but the difference, 
we we do care about it's cliche, but it's a lifestyle brand. Mm-hmm. So there's an educational component, there is a presentation or a look component to it, and it's not the look of being muscle bound or being slim and trim. Mm-hmm. It's a look in uh, accessibility. I can go there and hop on the Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and chill. First of all, you're not even getting Wi-Fi in other people's juice bar. Yeah. So there's that. Merch is, is like a secondary thing. You know, it's an afterthought. It's yeah. not an afterthought. It's a part of what we do. People buy our juices and keep the bottles. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to give you 50 cent back for that bottle if you just bring it back. You know, we're going to recycle, clean it, and all that jazz. Yeah. No, I'm going to keep it. I just like how I look. You know, and that's a part of, that's yeah. what separates good part because they are attached now to the brand, you know. It's a whole lot of things that go into branding. So I will say the branding is what separates it and the fact that we offer a bit more education mm-hmm. on what we sell than some other juice bars. And the G really pops. I, I keep thank looking you. at your hoodie. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. It's like it, that's on the bottles. Yeah, so, and I, I designed it. I'm going to go ahead and take credit for it. I give myself props on it. It uh-huh. took a long time for people who do design, um, for people who do like tech real design. Mm-hmm. Uh, graphic design if you do logos and stuff like that simple is not easy it's very difficult to be minimalist when it comes to design some people just have an eye for it I get lucky every four or five months when I'm designing like it's really difficult to make things simple for you to be able to look at it and know exactly what it represents Mm -hmm. without words or you could get as good as Nike where you just had to always have uh backing and content to it in some degree now you can identify the swoosh with a thing yeah. but I'm new I'm not Nike yeah. so you gotta know you look at it when you see that straw you can kind of start putting stuff together yeah. when you see it's green you know what green signifies healthy earth stuff right yeah. and then there's the GP component to it where it's, you know represents the so thank you I appreciate that but yeah. that you know it took me a long time to figure I, I, that I did a little marketing back in the day so I, yeah, I, I, game recognized game thank you it's, it's, <laughs> it, it was tough it was wrecking my brain so I noticed that your menu pays homage to the names of landmarks and parks in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So what was the thinking in that? And also, what is that signature item on your uh, menu? So the thinking is that because I come from doing like the fashion stuff, mm-hmm. most brands that, that really do well, they have like staple items and those items just get names. Back to Kith, they name a lot of stuff at the streets. But if you go and look at like uh, newer brands, they have... Wabi Parker names all of their glass, all of their frames are named after like people names, yeah. right? Like real names. Um, so I felt like we need to have good names. Mm-hmm. Now, most juice bars, if you want to know the truth, it's pretty contradictory to the juice bar industry. Most juice bars, the recipes tell you what it does for you or what's in it. Mm-hmm. But I want my brand to rep to be viewed a certain way, and. It, that way is like a bit more polished. Like it's not supposed to look like every other brand. But I also wanted to do it for the city. So I was like, well, how can I make it? I don't know if uniform is the word, but like just very, I want to format it. Yeah. I want to format it. I like things to be like neat and kind of structured a certain mm-hmm. way. So I just named it that. And I was just, that was so natural, y'all. I'm yeah. talking about, I was, because I made them up in my house in the, in the apartment and I live yeah. across the street from a park. Yeah. And the first juice I made was the green mount. Like, you can't miss on that one. It's a green juice. You got it. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, we just got to keep going from here. Yeah. And then once we started, once I kept going, then it got more form, more more structure where, like, the bowls are named after parks. And then the shots are named after clubs because you do shots in clubs. That just kind of went together. Ah, this guy. Right. So, I and and then I thought, what the, when, you, when you start at the beginning, 
you All think right. about the end of your business. Yeah. This business might not be here. It may not just be local. Yeah. It may be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the city with me. So wherever we're going to be that. at, with, with, wherever good part and company is going to be, they, we might throw some stuff on the menu to make yeah. it local or, you know, personal for that place. Yeah. Whether we're in Jamaica or whatever, you know, we're going to have something that, that that's dedicated to them. Yeah. But they're going to have that Green Mountain Juice on the menu. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have that Paradox on the menu. They're they going to take but they. All the other popular cities we know about, we know about Compton in LA. Yeah. You know, we know about Soho, we know about Harlem, but they're gonna know about Greenmount. I ain't from Greenmount, but they're gonna know about different places in Baltimore. So, I, that's what really, really made me lean into the names for the names for all the recipes. That's another thing that like hooked me is like this is definitely a brand that's not shying away from being a Baltimore brand, and right. that's the thing that is when, when you're there. That's that's what you're keying in on. It's like without even having to taste anything, it's like oh, I'm gonna drink something that's named Greenmount. It's like, and that's a weird thing to say, by the way. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And people from people that are from Baltimore that come into the store, they see it and light up. Oh, it's the Hammerjack. Oh yeah. But they know that that drink, they get the idea that that's probably gonna be that drink is gonna hit like it's strong, yeah. right? It's the ginger shot. But people who aren't from Baltimore, they still appreciate it. Yeah. They don't know what the Green Mountain is. They don't know what the power plant is, but they still appreciate it. You know, and, they just feel like it works. And even going with like your 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 thing around like we know about these other cities, right? So, like in New York, right? You get a Philly cheesesteak, it's called a chopped cheese. Right. So, but it's like, Philly has the, like, the, like yo, cheesesteaks are ours. So, yep. this version of this juice, this bowl, whatever, this is ours. So, yep. I, I appreciate the thinking in that. And is that the most popular item? Oh, um, the second part. The most popular item is the Camden, right? Okay. It's orange. So, I named that the, the Oreo Park. So, uh, it's orange, carrot juice, pineapple juice, ginger, and turmeric. See, the reason I excel, I don't like this guy, because it's like, this is the same thinking I have. And I was like, yeah, it wouldn't make sense you would call it that. Hell yeah. Yeah, what's, yeah, at the Oreos. What's your, what's your Raven reference? Come on, I know you got something Raven's Oreo. I don't have anything for the Ravens yet, because, uh, you know, it's hard to come across things that are purple. Uh, that juice purple, rather. Okay, you know, you yeah. got eggplant and, you know, a few other fruits and veggies, purple cabbage, but they don't juice purple. Yeah, because that, what is it, the uh, the ube joint, the, uh, like, the Japanese jam? Yeah. But yeah. doesn't juice. <laughs> yeah, sweet potatoes juice pretty well, though. Okay. So, but also, the Japanese jam is, like, hard to come by. It's kind of expensive. Don't make sense to use for a juice sometimes. See, I'm out here scene checking the type of vegetables yeah, I'm eating. Yeah, you already know, right? You already know, man. <laughs> um, so... Okay, um, we got a few more, yeah. um, and then we got some rapid fire questions because I like I to troll. Time. I like I to troll time. people with the rapid fire questions. I got time, man. All right, um, which Baltimore-based company stands out to you in the past year? Like, obviously, we've had, you know, COVID. We've had different things, and it's been hard for businesses, especially with people coming in. So, outside of yourself, because right, you know, well, sorry, good, good, yeah, good part. Uh, what's what business has really been standing out? Some businesses that I think have been doing, like, uh, I want to shout out to all the guys on 25th Street, right? So Huey Brand, Off Tour, um, Love, Loyalty, yeah. Love, Respect, Loyalty, right? C-Baby, and all those guys, they, like, doing their thing. That was booming during the pandemic. Whether mm-hmm. you wear it or not, you see it. Yeah. You know, if you're in Baltimore, you see it. So those businesses that have been thriving, um, shout out to... Derek Falcon for at homemade and cloudy donuts, you know, you get to see his business expand. That don't happen. That don't just happen like overnight, kinda, you know. So it took time. That that was expanding, you said, over the last year, so it gotta be building behind the scenes. Same thing Absolutely. for the for the clothing lines. Um and then I I can be honest, 
I don't pay attention to a lot of things outside of what I do, so I I'm, I'll miss a lot of stuff that, that really is really good, one, mm -hmm. and really important, you know, because when you're in business, you got to keep your head down and stay focused. You can't really get distracted, even by other people's success. Other people's success can be inspiring, but, you know, you got to be on your, you still got to be on your A game. So sometimes I miss a lot of things, and I feel bad about that sometimes, too, because I, I really do understand the importance of other people mm -hmm. doing good things. So if there's anybody that I did miss, I know it's somebody I know that's, like, doing good, man, and I feel bad because I ain't no. shouting them out, man. No, but, it's all good. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of people that I think, and the reason I asked that question, I think it's, Going to your point where some of these things just don't happen overnight, obviously. So mm -hmm. your foundation was strong enough that something like this, that you have to pivot quickly, that you have really smart people that are there, people who have gotten lucky, but really smart people that are able to figure out a, a business practice that I can do this this way or that way. Mm -hmm. And they're not allowing different limitations to stop it. Right. And that's the thing that I respect. I, I respect, and this is not a word, pivotability. I respect Ooh. people that can kind of like just move that thing. And it's like, we're now a bottle shop. We're now doing this. You know what? Here's a take home thing. Yeah, people are used to sitting down. We're not doing that right now. We're rocking with it. I I value that. Yeah, yeah, that's the and that's the good thing about small business though. You have flexibility, right? Mm -hmm. You can be quick and make changes and pivot, like you said. So, um, I like that a lot for small businesses. I don't like big clunky businesses that roll like you know they they pump out a lot of money, but they also got generic ass products. Take too long. That makes people always ask you going to franchise, and I'm like. I'm going to expand, but I don't think I don't, I'm not thinking about franchising right now because once you franchise, everything has to be the same in the whole franchise. And now I can't now I can't make that local juice. I can't make that juice dedicated to that that area. Like now we going to Hopkins, we expanding to Hopkins. I'm adding a Hopkins drink to the menu. That it's blue, called the, the Hopkins. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, the Blue Jay, right? So it's themed around that. Yeah. You know, you want to be able to do that type of thing because I want to connect to the people that's right there on the ground with me. And I, and I think that's the thing. Like, what I'm doing from my standpoint to pull a curtain back a little bit when mm -hmm. I reach out to – I'm not reaching out to a large business in terms of, like, ads and sponsors. I'm reaching right. out to, have I had a conversation with you? Do I know you? Do I respect your product? Cool. And then it's like, I'm doing ads. Yep. Like, some people, it's just like, I just like what you do. I'm just doing ads for you. And, you know, people get back to me. It's like, oh, yeah, I heard about their thing on your podcast. This is great. And other people will reach out, and it's just like, I don't really respect what you're doing, and you're, you're too big. Mm -hmm. I'd rather go small. Yeah. I think that's it's more value there, and people appreciate it more, and it's part of, I think, what we really have here is communities. Like, it's it's a thing. Yeah, I feel you on that. A lot. I, I say it a lot because I'm into growth, but I, I, people misunderstand when I speak about it. I say I'm more into, like, cult followings mm -hmm. than uh, m mainstream popular stuff. I but I still think the cult following or whatever the product or the service is should grow, mm -hmm. right? Because the thing, the, the bad thing about it, the downside of just like being small is that when you begin to grow, the people that started with you don't like you anymore because you grew. And the whole point in doing some businesses or making some kind of impact is for it to grow. You want it to get to a certain level. I think Prince is a the prime example yeah. of being super duper popular, as good and as popular as Michael Jackson, but not as mainstream as Michael Jackson. Yeah. So he still was able to like feel close or feel yeah, yeah, yeah. more appealing to people who are into smaller um, things. So, but it still got like a high vibration to it. I, I think that's what you're I'm saying. trying to say. Yeah. I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, I throw out there, and I would actually is going to be my last question before the rapid fire ones. Um, 
I always I got this I got to ask this actually in a burger joint in Texas, mm-hmm. and I know I shouldn't be talking about burgers because you're playing. No, it's all I'm, good, I'm, man. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. <laughs> um, I remember one of, the, one of the guys asked us unsolicited. We we're only people in there, black people, by the way, and it was like, yo, um, we're having a debate here. I think y'all know Michael Jackson or Prince, and I was like, Michael Jackson when you're young, Prince when you're older, because mm-hmm. you know better. And he was just like. That is the best version of the answer I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, they're they're like kind of what you were touching on. It's like they're almost even, but one feels a little bit more access, uh, accessible. And I recognize this as I've gotten older. Right. And you can listen to Michael Jackson like Kids Bob. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. It depends. Like I, I just appreciate Prince. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to his music as much as I listen to Michael Jackson's music, though. Yeah. Right. And that's where the cult thing comes in because some people do the people who do listen to it they damn they don't stop listening to it. Uh, you know? My girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, they, they still finding new things in there, and it, those things may not be for me, but what he represents that's for me. The cult following is a big thing, and it's like yo, I'd rather have you know ten solid yeah, I'm ride or die for you than like a thousand because those real ones they're not fickle. Yeah, yeah, I don't like the fickle vibes. All right, rapid fire time. Okay. So I got. I got five questions. Now, with these five questions, you don't need to provide any extra context. Okay. The answer is the answer. It's almost like I keep it short. I said what I said. That's literally how I like this to rock. All right. Best place to eat in Baltimore. Damn. I know this is controversial. Yeah. I mean, well, it's different for me. My my diet is restricted. You know. Well, that's but that's from your your perspective. Yeah. It's gonna put somebody on to a new plant based place to go yeah, to. Yeah. So, Leora and Double Zero. I like their food a lot. No, see, so you give me places to check out. This is this is what the purpose of this is for, to give me stuff. I don't care about anybody else. I'm selfishly getting answers for okay. myself. Yeah. Um, your favorite vegetable. This is the lane you're living in, so I need to, I need something, you know, hopefully you pull out something I've never heard of. Like bok choy, yeah? I'm like, what? I like bok choy. It's not my favorite, though. Sweet potatoes. Okay. Yeah. I've been I've been doing these uh, meal kits with the, uh, the string beans and the sweet potatoes in there. I was like, yeah. Yeah, and mango is my favorite fruit. You didn't ask, but that would have been an easier question. Um, this one actually kind of re- connects to it, though. Favorite juice combination? Like, if you could just have anything, who gives it? Who cares about the cost? What is that combination? Let's say you got three ingredients, four ingredients, whatever. What is that juice combination that you're like, hell yeah, that's the one? Ah, man. And I'm lightweight that's urging you to get this one. on the menu, too. <laughs> yeah, so my favorite juice combination, there's going to be kale in it, and then I want it to be sweet, but I don't want to use apples, so... I don't think I made my favorite juice combination. It's not on the menu because I'm serving people. I don't just make stuff that I like. So that's a really great cut. Rob, I got to go and think about this, man. I got to really write this joint out. <laughs> Never give me a juice bar because it's just like, yeah, that's what I like, number one. That's what I like, number yeah, two. Yeah, that's another reason why we don't do custom-made-to-order juices, but that's a different story. Yeah, I, I feel bad I can't answer this as well. I just know I want kale in it. I want kale in it. Okay. I, um, I, I respect it. I'm rocking with I just want kale in it. <laughs> I need I re- something green, and I feel like kale is like one of the best. I, at one point, I was putting down, um, when I was doing my juicing thing, I used to, I, 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 I'll forward it to you. Okay. Um, I was putting down, like, plays on different desserts or what have you. That was the theme I was working with. So mm-hmm. I was like, I got this, like, carrot, it's currants in there, uh, and ginger. And I was like, yeah, this is, like, my play on, um, what, carrot cake. Yeah. That was the thing I was going for, what have you. Now, granted, I'm not, not the same level as you. You're, you're No, but that's it. a good way to think about it, though, because... That's honestly that's a good way to market it because you're talking in, in people in the language they understand. People like dessert, right? So you sell them what they what they want, and you just put a healthy ve- ve- veg- vegetable spin on it. So that's cool. Four ingredients that are always necessary in your kitchen. 
Because, I mean, I would imagine you're doing your prep, you do your thing. So, like, what do you got in there? Like, what Garlic. Do you... Oh, okay. Yeah, you got to have garlic on deck, man. Anti-inflammatories? Yeah, yeah. It, funny enough, garlic may make your breath stink, but it helps with body odor. So you don't stink. Try eating uh, it on an empty stomach. Yeah it's, probably, yeah, it's not good. But if you are <laughs> sick and you eat raw garlic, it'll help. Like, if you got a flu or cold, that helps. that's helpful. But garlic, I keep garlic in the kitchen. I cook with that a lot. Uh, olive oil, avocado oil, you know, one of the two you want to go on the healthier side of that. Balsamic glaze, I really like Mediterranean food a lot, so yeah. I just keep some type of balsamic glaze around. That's three ingredients. And quinoa. Okay, we were on the same page you got the quinoa. We were on the same <laughs> page there, because I got, I got the glaze in the crib, and right. um, because it's, if I'm doing like a salad, sometimes it's a little bland. I was like, I need that in there because I like that kind of acidic yeah. thing that's going on there. Like, I don't like salad dressing. So, okay. I just like, I need that glaze, even if I'm like having like fish or something, like put some of that on there if I don't have like miso paste or something. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely am vibing with it. All right. This is the last one. This is this is the most gassy question I got for you. Okay. What's your motto? Gassy. <laughs> I know. What is your motto? Healthy is a fashion statement. Sandy, you have one. You, you, don't, you don't have your juice, but you got a, you got a, you got a motto. I appreciate well, it. Well, I mean, so the, we started out with juice do it, right? I know Nike going to come for that if I get big. They are coming for you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but healthy is a fashion statement. It's trademark and it's about to be on our next T-shirt release. But I really feel like that now because, like I said, when you're creative, right? Yeah. You make your your comic book characters and stuff. When you start writing stories, you gotta speak. You have to you have to create in terms of dialogue. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. And I like bold statements, things that you know, short phrases. You want to be right around three, five words, mm -hmm. short sentences. That's in mark, you know, marketing. You know how it go. Yeah. Healthy is a fashion statement. That's the best. That's the best thing I can say. You can wear it. You can see it. You can see it the same way. The same way your people you may have seen from the past. Like yo, you you losing a lot of weight. Yeah. You good. You know you good because you yeah. healthy, right? You did. You put the work in. Yeah. And even if it don't look like it, you know what you're doing. Yeah. And you wear that. That's a fashion statement. It ain't even got to be about you going down a size or two. You know you're doing the right thing for your body. Mm -hmm. That's the fashion statement to me. That's my motto. We rocking with that for the, the yeah. Healthy is a fashion statement. So that's all the questions I got. Um, I want to open the floor up for you to tell people where to find you and all of that good stuff and to check out what, just to check out you, the brand, the whole thing. So floor is yours. Mount Vernon, that's the flagship store, right? That's the cafe I got to create from scratch and all that good stuff. So 1216 North Charles Street, right next door to Aloha, right across the street from Chipotle. Just look up, you'll find the green sign. It's right there. Uh, and our second location is on Johns Hopkins Homewood Campus, 3400 North Charles Street. Uh, we'll, be, we'll have a soft opening in a couple weeks, and then the grand opening will be a little while after that. But it's actually going to be open to the public, so you can come in off the street into the lobby, into the cafe. Yeah. And um, so we taking over Charles Street. We, we all the way uptown, now we in Midtown, and you know what's next. So, yeah, so online, everything is at Good Part & Co., so Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it's all Good Part & Co. We're heavy on Facebook more so than anything. And then my personal Instagram is iQuell. And so, I mean, I just post real, real, post real life stuff over there, but it's not boring stuff. It's just the things that, I mean, it could be boring to some people, but it's, it's business related, mostly around like my taste, but also a lot around uh, the plant-based lifestyle because I'm going to be doing nutritional counseling again soon. Yeah. So people are going to hear me talk about it and, Welcome more people into, you know, what's going on and actually advising people and coaching and, and doing that type of stuff. So 
I'm excited about that. But if anything, just follow us on Good Part and Co. So there you have it, folks. Um, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Man. I really appreciate it. Totally. So for uh, Quintel Harcum of Good Part and Co., I am Rob Lee saying that uh, there's food, health, good things in and around Baltimore. You just yes. got to look for it. 